Hello and welcome to the Sheleet Showcase. I am your host, as with the most is the shaman of Sheleet, Miss Katie Kinsey Bay Bay. And, you know, joining me is not my normal co host. He is not the Young Bucks Nation Sensation, the Fire Breathing, the Rhodes Family, and the Spice of Life, the Sassiest Narita that I know, the Hangman on a Page to My Adam Cole Bay Bay. He is not the lovely Miss Y2 Garcia Savannah. He is the patron state of podcasting, the host of the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the warden, Mr. Matt Raider. How are you, Matt? Hi, Katie. I'm so happy to be here. I've had a rough day, and I just cannot wait to talk about the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and AEW, um, maybe some New Japan. It's going to be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it because I need this. It's the way that I can't stand you. <laughs> also, I feel like you should call me Savannah for the rest of the show, just I, so everyone feels like they're watching Sheleet. It's still Sheleet, because I'm here, and I am Sheleet. You are Sheleet, and today I am Sheleet. <laughs> it's the way that you're just moving your head. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so how was your day? Uh, my day was actually awful. If you want to talk about it, <laughs> that's why this is being recorded and is live at twelve thirty my time, eleven thirty your time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't take you seriously like this. God. I don't I don't know how to do this now. I can't. <laughs> well, I think we should just do the regular format of the show. Talk about our day. We'll do a little news and rumors. We'll talk about, you know, our men's and women's and tag teams. Uh, and I'll cry about Kenny Omega and him winning the trios title or t uh, match with the Young Bucks. Because, yeah, that's what we do here. Alright, you want to talk news and rumors? Let's talk fucking news and rumors then. And I'm not doing a swear count for myself for the F, because I don't give a fuck today, whatever. Um, first and foremost, congratulations to Nikki Bella and Artem. They got married this past weekend. Apparently, they're doing like a E special for them mm. that's coming out soon. Um, <laughs> you understand a little more about this than I do. Uh, the Velveteen Dream Patrick Clark getting arrested thing that kind of happened. Um, mm -hmm. a, so, Ashanti the Adonis posted his bail. Was that from this time he got arrested or last time he got arrested? No, so what happened was uh, he got arrested a few weeks back for battery and breaking and entering, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Ashanti the Adonis posted his bail for that. And then, while out on bail... He got arrested uh, for having drug paraphernalia. Yes. And is now back in jail. Yeah. What a... Patrick, what are you doing? What? I mean... that This alone... Because this is right around the time everyone was like, Oh, Patrick Clark's going to come back. He's going to be able to see Jim again. And then we see this. Nobody wanted to see that. I'm not saying... 
people like wanted it it was being talked about which was weird it's because he posted something on instagram and i don't know reek talked about it on young kings um yeah i'm all over instagram i love instagram i saw it on monday night raw we crowned new wwe women's tag team champions with raquel and Aaliyah, which a, I was there in person. I hated it. I was shocked. Jaw dropped. Hated it. Why would you even... Like, what is the point? I don't know, Katie. I really don't. Like, you thought that Triple H was going to come out here and he was going to change the show and everyone got all excited. And then they do this, which is probably, like, the dumbest thing you could do. Well, now, like, the controversy is... And... I'm pretty sure it's legit. Dakota wasn't legal. And Dakota's the one who got pinned. Because after... Like she's not 18? She wasn't the legal competitor in the match. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Because after she got pinned... Because it looks like Io's trying to pull Raquel for a pin at, during the clusterfuck at the end. And then Aaliyah pins Dakota. They win. Fireworks. It, this was one of the dumbest decisions I think I've seen in person and we should change that because why the f oh my god that's right you were there for Monday Night Raw I was there how awesome was that uh, besides this um I'm always grateful to go to live events um but I cannot fucking stand misogynistic men in my section the majority of my section left before the main event because I said oh wow. the women are main eventing we're leaving dead ass what I heard three four rows ahead of me it was this it was the same one of the same dudes who I posted that video about who just kept talking shit about Otis the entire time he was in the ring so fat shaming and misogyny that sounds about right for a wrestling fan yeah and he was not like a skinny guy either from what I saw no no he was not Motherfucker was loud and annoying, and I couldn't wait until he left, and I was so happy. And, it, I don't know, usually, the crowds are fine. I don't know what the fuck was going on with Pittsburgh on Monday, but they were, there was nothing, they, was, they were dead. Like, your tweet was right. I don't know what the fuck was going on with Pittsburgh. I just, I just live here. I don't claim anybody. <laughs> Like, I mean, I, it's better than Texas, though, right? It's anything. Tejas. Anything. Sorry, better Tejas. Tejas. Because yeah. Texas sucks. Point blank period. Um, NXT. We saw a plethora of former champions show up. Finn. Uh, well, they weren't champions, but Dewdrop and Nikki showed up to challenge for the NXT Women's Tag Titles. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Butch, whatever, um, Alba Fire, who's already just in NXT, Gunther, uh, Ciampa, Rhea, Ricochet, and I think that was probably one of the smartest things to do for the build to Worlds Collide, is having these former champions come in, be like, to their respective brand, brand's current champion, be like, you need to win 
unify these titles and like be like this is the dominant brand that was probably one of the smartest things they could have done and made me genuinely excited for worlds collide no i agree and like all this unification stuff it reminds me of when kenny omega was going around winning all of the championships as the belt collector um and how cool it would be if like kenny omega stopped to talk to john moxley before his match against cm punk to remind him like how important this AEW title match is <laughs> i can't do this anymore i really can't i tried i did it for as long as i could i'm done i was like please please <clears throat> not anymore <laughs> sorry chat sorry uh <laughs> i had this whole bit planned for like how i'm gonna go into all out and matt ritter sucks and all that but uh yeah no it's done yeah this isn't the rack Matt. you don't need sorry. to talk shit about yourself i mean don't no no they're right here no not, to not today <laughs> I agree with you, though. It, it was so cool to have all of these former champions making the unification of these titles seem important and remind everyone, like, hey, and it, it and it's on both ends. Like, it's not just the NXT champion saying the NXT title is more important. Like you said, you had Gunther, you had Butch, like, hey, Tyler, I fought you in, of all places, Chicago for that title. Like, Gunther, like, we had battles. You, that title means everything to me like this is important and then going and talking to braun and being like listen nxt is nxt and you are now carrying the brand like Chapa sitting down and being like this is my shit mm -hmm. and now you've got to carry that flag don't embarrass us and same thing with Rhea. alba talking to mako and talking about their banger matches and the few that they had and everything mm -hmm. that nxt uk meant to her like it was absolutely fantastic Imagine the interactions we could have had if AEW and WWE could play nice. Tony Storm, Adam Cole, Johnny Gar well, I don't know where the fuck Johnny was. Johnny could have showed up. But um, I can't think of anyone else UK-wise who was a I mean, I know he didn't hold the title, but like Kenny Omega coming and talking to Brown would be really cool. Stop it. Could you imagine like the Young Bucks being in that tag team match? No. Mm -hmm. uh, Tim said, "Yeah, that was awesome. Loved how important it made the made the belt and matches feel. Yeah, honestly, like it got me excited because I'm and me not doing the Savannah thing made Warren sad. So I know. I'm sorry, Warren. Well, I don't care. He's the one apologizing. Um, all right, so that Lady Frost, who apparently my friend knows, I found that out recently." I was like, and you didn't tell me this before? What the fuck? Um, requested her release from Impact, and they're being like, yeah, no, not gonna happen. And there's a bunch of money disputes going on. And they try to just put her on the shelf for two years and not pay her. Which is crazy to me, because, like, you don't... At least not that I know of, and I know I don't pay a lot of attention to Impact Wrestling, but, like, you don't really hear stories about them pulling shady shit like this with their wrestlers so i'm really curious as to like what all has been going on behind the scenes and all of this that it got to this point to where they're like hey you can just not wrestle for two years and we won't pay you until you're caught like i don't even think that's how i don't that's not how contracts work <laughs> like i i i was like trying to read up on it but it's a lot of like contract lingo i don't really understand and basically it was saying something like that was kind of if she's not being used she's not being paid that was in her contract no. i guess 
but for two years, you're just gonna have her sit on the shelf when she wants out, and she even, like, tweeted, she was like, I'm standing strong, like, I'm not backing down on this. So. For her. Honestly, she's a fantastic wrestler and a fantastic human being. Seeing her, the first time I saw her wrestle was at Empower. And, well, that's a whole nother can of worms. But. <laughs> oh, how that's not coming back? Because Billy Corgan doesn't think that there are enough available women in the world to put on another Empower show? That that whole thing? Yeah, that, that whole thing. Um, you know, there are some people from Chicago that embarrass me. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> there are. Just, just sometimes, not all the time? Sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> just, <clears throat> yeah. So, hopefully that gets fucking figured out soon, because that's some bullshit, and I hope that gets figured out. Uh, do you want to talk about the riddle text messages? <laughs> I have been trying my best to figure out how to properly talk about this because as the host of the Smack and Raw podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we don't kink shame uh, over there on the Smack and Raw podcast. So the content of the text messages mm -hmm. that Matt Riddle had released from what is apparently an ex-girlfriend of his where he talks about wanting to see her have sex with other men and to share other men with large members with her uh, and I'm not talking about members only jackets I'm talking about their dicks um, and all of these things as well as rumors that or not rumors but like information that he has had threesomes with Damian Priest and again we're here on the She Leads Showcase Katie is bi. We're all about bi pride. Like, I don't care if Ritter likes vagina and penis, vagina or penis, vagina with a penis. Like, I don't care how he likes it. Um, You do you, bro. Like, you do you. However, I will say, from reading the text messages, there is a lot of language in there that I felt seemed very manipulatory. And that's, I think, something that is flying a little bit under the radar with all this, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, you agreed to it. It was consensual. And yes, and maybe not so much. If you tell someone, oh, I love you, and I need this from you, and I need this in a relationship, and if you want to be in a relationship with me, this is how it has to be, and someone wants to make you happy, they may do things that they're not okay with because they think that that's the only way to keep you happy. Um, and I felt like that is a lot of what I was reading. I'm also trying to keep my bias for one Matt Riddle <laughs> out of this because fuck that guy. Um, I will say this may or may not uh, because he also cheated on her repeatedly and apparently was cheating on his wife with her. Um, leads to maybe some credence to some of the accusations that came out about Matt Rilla a while ago that just got swept under the rug that I said, hey, maybe we shouldn't just ignore this stuff because he seems like a fucking creep and he is kind of fucking creep because he's a fucking creep and that's now the bias is back. It's here. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. And that's why his wife left him and his kids don't want to see him anymore. Right, Seth? <laughs> right, Seth? When I tell you I was not expecting that, I was just sitting in my chair minding my own business and they like put it on like the jumbotron thing and I was just like Seth's out here cooking his ass. I was cackling. <laughs> Everyone around me was just like, oh my god, I was laughing my ass off. I have been riding high on that. <laughs> 
since Monday. Like, you know how you said this is your little bit of serotonin for the week? That was a full dose. Like, this will get me through the rest of the year. Like, anytime I am down or depressed, I am just going to click on that, and it's going to be like, hey, Riddle, you still there? You want to talk about families? That's that's what got me is the monotone just, hey, Riddle, you still there? I was like, oh, shit, what's about to happen? That's that's the key. It's, it's the fact that, yeah, it was planned, whatever, but the build to it, like, because you had their interaction, and then you literally take a break, come back, and then you have that? Perfect. And the... Yeah, no. Ugh. I said it on Monday on the Get Show podcast. That felt like Colby Lopez talking to Matt Riddle, Mm -hmm. saying some shit he's been wanting to say for a while (laughs) that he's been holding in. That did not feel like Seth Rollins' maniacal, in-character, laughing, ha crazy (laughs) Seth Rollins. Like, that was not what we got. What we got was, like, Mm -hmm. Colby Lopez, like, we can't talk about your family because your wife fucking left you and your kids don't want to see you or don't want to see your bitch ass anymore. And then just Matt Riddle getting angry and being... What did you say? What did you say? You heard me, bitch. Where are you at? Come find me. And just starts taking this stuff off and walking away like, you want to come see me? Come see me. Let's do this. I I, I love just watching people's reaction to it because I saw some people just posting that clip and then quoting it with Seth just laughing, like one of his crazy like laughs. And I saw it at work the other day and I busted out laughing because... His cackle's iconic now, and it just. Did you see the meme I posted? Which meme? It it's the little girl in front of the house that's on fire, but I put Seth in front of it. <laughs> yeah. And then wrote riddle on the house. Because you put. And it then f- I made it a TikTok. Oh, well, I didn't say you put it as the picture for me coming back this week. Yes. So I did see it, which I can't wait for tomorrow. Um. All right, so I feel like I kind of have to talk about this. I I talk about Rhea Ripley a lot, right? You do talk about Rhea Ripley a lot. <sighs> There's been a little bit of controversy about Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Um, I originally wasn't going to bring this up because I was like, there's so much to unpack from this, and a lot of it I feel like I haven't even seen. But I address everything as much as I can. Um, tweets were coming out. Uh, basically showing screenshots of her Twitter account from when she was like 13, 14, or like 14 to 16, so whatever year that is, I don't know, um, I think it was like 2016 or some shit, saying a lot of racist, homophobic, sexist, ableist things, um, and then, uh, people were talking about how she said the F slur, which I will not say, um, on Twitch. Repeatedly, I saw that. A few years ago, which I don't even remember hearing anything about that. And if, I, again, I, I, like I said, I don't remember that happening. But there's just a lot going on with her, and she hasn't addressed anything. So I, I hope this doesn't become a situation where she... It, and maybe not so much like the Nash Carter situation because there was a lot of underlying shit going on with that, but the Hitler picture did it in for him. I just, I, I don't know what to take of the situation. There is so much going on. So, I've, I've talked about not this specifically, but something in the general vicinity of this in the past. And 
I don't know what Rhea Ripley did to piss someone off to make them dig back to when she was 13 yeah. to see what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked about how I'm not the same person I was when I was 13. I would sit here and be lying to you if I said I have never in my life sat down and called someone the F slur. Mm-hmm. My friends, anyone, it probably online. There was a point in time not saying that it makes it okay or that it's, you know, uh, not excusing it anyway, but there was a time where that was a regular part of a lot of people's vernacular as mm-hmm. well as, you know, the R word and yep. other things. The memes that she was liking from, I believe it was her father's account that were racist. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, all of that. None of that is excusable. However, condemning someone for something they did 10, 13 years ago um, as if they are the same person is absolutely ridiculous. I'm not, like I said, I'm not the same person. I would not have not and have learned why all of those things are offensive and wrong and Mm -hmm. would never use them again. And I don't use them in my daily, in any vocabulary. Yeah. However, also her not addressing it. Yeah. A little concerning like if if it gets pulled up you're like yeah you know what i did say that and i was wrong and it was fucked up of me and i i i didn't know better but i should have known better and i apologize that's one thing but if you just kind of brush it off to the side as if oh well it happened and there's nothing i can do about it and i'm not going to apologize for it because you know that was then and this is now it's not going to end well for you like you got at least acknowledge the fact that yes you did do these things and that there is a little bit of remorse and that you are no longer the person now that you were then now as far as the video and how long ago it was that i don't know about that i haven't seen yeah uh so i mean maybe she still does use those words i mean i i mean i know a lot of people who still use the R word specifically, which I yell at most people if I hear it. Um, it's the same thing with like some of the words we will not say. Um, it's like when gay was the derogatory term for so long. It's like, oh, you're gay. I literally was looking through my Facebook from when I was like in, in, fucking 10 years ago and I was saying that shit. You're gay, that's gay, this is gay. Exactly. And, again, the intent behind it does not matter because it was, it's offensive. Yeah. But it was also a time where that was commonplace to say it was in, and again, that does not excuse it or make it okay, but that is the reason why it was used the way it was and the frequency with which it was used. I think uh, Warren said she's conferring with WWE legal most likely. Um, the alarming stuff was the IG post she liked. I mean, yeah, that's... Okay. Yes, but you... Again, not excusing it. You have to look at it as if that is her father and her father is posting that, then that is the household and the family that she grew up around it in and was probably taught that that was funny and or okay. 
does she still feel that way? Does she still think that 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 is up for debate? You don't know. You know, she may have grown up and realized I have in my family racist family members who would probably do and say and post a lot of that shit. There's a point to where I realized that they were complete and total assholes that I wanted nothing to do with and all of that. But when you grow up in that environment and you're taught that this is okay, whatever, like you don't know any better until you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I didn't even want to bring it up at first, but I was like, fuck it. We're talking about a bunch of different shit. So might as well. Um, and I'm jumping ahead, but whatever. Tony Khan comments about Thunder Rosa not being a draw. Well, crazy, crazy. It's almost like you don't give your women attention. Like, I get it. Punk is punk. God of Chicago, whatever. You give him the time to do whatever. But your women's champ should be showcased on your TV shows regularly. As if all your, I mean, all your champs should be. And they're not. Um, and, it, I, again, I was just seeing this stuff, like, today like, while I was at work, so I probably don't have an, a lot of information, but it, this is a common thing with him, not taking care of his women's division, and not giving them the time, energy, and whatever they deserve. It, I don't know. I just think, I just think Tony Khan keeps putting his fucking foot in his mouth. Oh, he absolutely does. The, he is not someone... And I understand why he is, but he is not someone that should be speaking in person. They really should have a spokesperson to do all of this stuff. However, and we talked about this in the group. um, I do see the point that he was trying to make. He just did a very shitty job about it. Mm -hmm. When you say something along the lines of an eight-minute promo from CM Punk is going to draw more viewers than an eight-minute promo from Thunder Rosa, so that is how I book my show. You are correct because Thunder Rosa is not a great promo. Does that justify you not giving women equal time on TV and finding a way as a booker to showcase women and their strengths and highlight their strengths? Absolutely not, because she's still your women's champion. She is still as valuable and should be treated as valuable to the company as CM Punk is. And if you don't feel that she is, then she should not be put in that position. You put her there for a reason, and she should be treated as such. Mm-hmm. If you sat down 90% of the people and asked them, hey, you got to listen to eight minutes of CM Punk talk or eight minutes of Thunder Rosa talk, are the majority of the people going to say CM Punk? Yes. Is it probably going to be a more entertaining promo? Yes. But is there a way to showcase and use Thunder Rosa for eight minutes where she's not cutting a promo that can get you excited for her and showcase her talents and make you want to watch her and her programs? Yes. So, no, you don't just not put her on TV because she's not a strong promo. You just don't have her cut an eight-minute promo because she's not fucking CM Punk. It's... I need to do a whole podcast shitting on Tony Khan at this point. It's all he does is say these stupid fucking things because he doesn't know how to talk and shouldn't be allowed to talk. Same thing with him having a Twitter. Please take the man's phone away from him because Jesus fucking Christ. 
it's like he made like all the comments made about Swole never apologizing. It's also interesting that it's always women and women of color that he seems to have an issue with. Crazy. Can you believe? I don't know. Fuck Tony Khan. Koki Khan. Um. Uh, oh my god, where am I? Morrissey showed up on Dynamite. For those who don't know who that is, uh, it's Big Cass. Formerly known as Big Cass. I'm not gonna lie. He's seven foot tall and you can't teach that. No fucking joke. When he kept coming out and they was taking a while, I honest to God thought Enzo was coming out. I don't know why. I, maybe just because like, my brain still like associates the two of them together. Even though they haven't been together for like fucking years. But like, Enzo and Cass, no lie, was one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Like, in that, they were so good together. It I was so pissed when they broke up, and then all of the shit just hit the fan. So, I don't know why some part of me really thought Enzo was coming out, when I know damn well he wasn't. They captured that magic that the New Age Outlaws had. Yeah. It's because if you can get a tag team that can deliver in the ring, but mainly deliver in their promos and their mic skills... You're set. Like, Enzo had a fucking mic tattooed on his hand, and when they cut his mic the one time, he used that, and the crowd did the fucking promo for him. Mm-hmm. Magic. I still remember that. God, you're so good. Um, I just want to know what Stokely's doing with all these white men and Lee Moriarty. Like, what is this? <laughs> it really is, though. <laughs> He's building an army. I want to know who told Tony Schiavone it was okay to get earrings and a mullet and go on TV. <laughs> leave Tony Schiavone alone. I will not leave Tony Schiavone alone. Listen, first off, I'm still mad that Tony has been trying to cuck Adam Cole for over a year now. Mm-hmm. And Adam Cole hasn't stepped up and done anything about it. He, he, he made some idle threats, but he never manned up and really handled the situation. And I, Tony did back down. I, there has not been a whole lot of Tony Britt nonsense since, which I actually really enjoyed and kind of missed. Uh, yeah. Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, no, when he's like, oh, hey, so uh, what's with all this recruiting you're doing? None of your damn business. Like, oh, shit. Like, Shut up. Don't ask me questions. Damn, Stokely. Come down. Yeah, dude, he got pissed. He got real pissed. I love Stokely. Me too. I love Stokely. I just, I want to know what the... Lee Moriarty, Ethan Page, the ass boys in more... Like, what is this ragtag group of men you have here? I really thought it was all white men, and I literally had to go check because I completely forgot about Lee Moriarty. Well, you haven't seen him on TV in fucking forever, yeah. That's what I'm saying, like... What are you? What are your plans, Stokely? I need to know. We're never gonna know, but whatever. Um, Bobby Fish is no longer with AEW. His contract expired today. He's now a free agent. That was a very short-term contract. It feels like. Um, well, according to Mister Warren Hayes, um, apparently it was only like a year. I guess I don't know. He was talking about it on his show, but it was only like a year contract. I guess. 
And they took yeah, all. I, of, I know. They took all of Red Dragon's merch off of the shop, like immediately. Um, and to to my knowledge, Kyle is still hurt and Cole is still hurt. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. Well, that really shits in our trio streams, doesn't it, Katie? <laughs> because what we wanted—oh, I'm sorry—what you wanted and Savannah so fiercely fought against was that Adam Cole and Red Dragon defeat and vanquish the elite. Her, her children, her boys, the young bucks, mm -hmm. and the great Kenny Omega. Which led to some heated conversation on the last episode of Sheely Showcase. If you haven't checked it out, it's worth going to see. Yeah, uh, it did happen. It got very heated. Um, yeah, it really just fucks with my plans. I had so many ideas. I still think Cole can cost him. And we can get the Cole-Kenny feud that people have been wanting. But now, now, and this is what's most important... This lends even more credence to my theory that Tiny Hands, Reynolds Rap, and Adam Page should win the trios titles because now you don't even have Undefined Erection versus the Elite post-trios tournament. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, one more time? I was going to say, so strap up and strap on, baby. Dark Order's getting the belts. See, I should have known that's what you were going to say. I was just going to say the good, the bad, and the hungy because that's what they are. I also really want to see like those tiny little hands holding that belt. Like, I, <laughs> I told you I like just got done watching the predictions preview show you and Warren did, because you know help me. I was just literally sitting here like my eyes closed, just listening. Um, you talked about it, and I like what you said because like you were saying, oh yeah, John Silver is actually good and is over and you actually like John Silver which I was kind of surprised because I was like you shit on this man so much I really thought you just didn't like him at all you just don't like Alex Reynolds <laughs> I just don't care about Alex Reynolds he just exists <laughs> he he is factually part of the group but he offers nothing to me I... other than the fact that John Silver needed a tag team partner and he was available like, you could have given me Alan Angels. You could have given me anyone. They could have filled that role. Alan Angels. What a guy. Uh, yeah, so... I... I need Hangman. Silver and Would you like to, to know what... Turned me around on John Silver? Actually, yes. I was thinking about it. You know how, like, I talk about Dexter Loomis and how gorgeous of a man he is and everything like that? Mm-hmm. Dexter's a man. Like, he's got man hands. And if he were to hold me in his hands it would look like I'm holding myself but with with tiny hands I'm going to look enormous it's almost like both I, in height length and girth it's almost like I knew that's where that was going he'd make a great little spoon <laughs> uh Tim asked, he has a beard now. Does that make him more? Why relevant? is that what every like <laughs> Warren said the same thing last night? Why is that? It's because everyone's like, oh, he's got a beard now. Nobody he's, expected he's cool, right? Alex like, to show up with a beard. Because I have a beard, I like everybody with no, that's not how it works. Like fuck Braun Strowman, who's supposedly coming back. Like, I don't give a no. fuck about guys with beards. I don't give a fuck. 
It does not give that man personality. It did not add to the mystique of Alex Reynolds. And Warren, like I said, Warren said the same thing last night. He's like, yeah, but he's got a beard now. It's like, fuck his beard. Maybe he wants you to fuck his beard. I'd rather fuck John Silver. Eh, never mind. I think Um, I generally think men are better looking with beards. I would agree. I don't look as gorgeous without the beard. I concur. Men with beards just... They hit different. Um, You already talked about bronze coming back to WWE, apparently, which nobody wants. Who who <clears throat> wants to fucking see this? Raquel Gonzalez. Besides WWE her. WWE Tag Team Champion. Which, Besides by her. the way, did I... Did I tell you my my going theory on why Raquel and Aaliyah won the tag titles was it was part of the negotiation to get Braun Strowman back. He was like, yeah, I'll come back, but you have to give Raquel the belts. And that's how they locked it in. It wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I did not hear that, but I... Fuck. But whatever. I don't want to see him back. He can't talk. He sucks in the ring. He's... It, it's literally... Sh- Tim, shut up. <laughs> no, nobody wants to see Braun back. Not as... You you might, he's the only person. I was going to say, Tim couldn't piggyback him on that train to the Capitol. <laughs> Get COVID along the way. Have fun. Oh, God. Uh, and the last thing... Jesus. Uh, Halloween Havoc is going to be the next premium live event... You're the one who told me that. I am the one that told you that, and I am so fucking excited because I've been championing, championing, championing this since they did it. Like I'm like, why are we not making this a PLE, PPV, PSA, PT. whatever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, why are we not doing this? Why is it, like I am not a fan of all of the TV specials. I uh, listen. Warren talked about it. I get it. You do a TV special because you want viewings. Mm-hmm. And you want ratings, and you want a better deal the next time you negotiate your contracts, and blah, 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 and he gives you an excuse to put pay-per-view-esque matches on regular TV and make them feel like a big deal. I get all that. I do. But I, I just, I'm a traditionalist. I like my PLEs. I like something to look forward to on a Sunday that is special, that is built towards, that I know is going to culminate a feud for the most part. Like, that, I enjoy... I, I, I have been trained like a Pavlovian dog to appreciate that and salivate for that. And I accept that that is what it is. But however, I'm fucking good with it. And now it, now I'm getting it. Because, like, we had War Games. War Games is great. That was PLE. Like, cool. I, I went to one. It was fucking awesome. First ever Women's War Games in Chicago. I was there. Halloween Havoc. Like, um, Shotzi Blackheart hosting the first Halloween then Dexter Loomis, and then they shit the bed last year. Yeah. <laughs> so now let's bring it back. Let's do something good. Hook me up. Make it special. Bring Shotzi back down to host. Well, I was going to say, if it's not going to be Shotzi, which it should be Shotzi, who on or in NXT do you think would host it slash should host it? I would normally, up until the last month, have said... Joe Wayne Gacy. Uh-huh. However, the Joe Wayne Gacy that I'm getting is not the Joe Wayne Gacy I love. This is not my Joe Wayne Gacy. This is not a man I would climb into an unmarked van with. 
I didn't. This is not what I asked for. He's not creepy anymore. He, he's really not. Ever since he hooked up with the grizzled old veterans, like, and changed their names and made them wear contacts, he hasn't been fun. He hasn't been creepy. He doesn't give me the. Is he gonna put something in my drink and I'm gonna wake up with a condom in my ass vibes? Like, it, it's not there. <laughs> And that is disappointing because that is who Joe and Gacy, that's why I called him Joe and Gacy is because mm -hmm. he gave creepy molester serial killer vibes 100%. that made you worry about the people that he was hunting down. Yep. I don't have that anymore. Now it's, now he's more like, uh, he's a youth, the, youth pastor Joe Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's a youth, like he found God and he's, you know, no longer putting people in a van and drugging them or doing fun things like. Kayfabe. Kayfabe fun thing. It's only fun if it's in a story. It's not fun if it's real. Okay. So, if it's not current Joanne Gacy, who? There's really nobody that really fits that bill on the NXT roster. There, mm -hmm. There isn't, unfortunately. You don't have that character anymore, which is why it would either have to be Shotzi or... Um, Dexter, or if you wanted to do someone that hasn't done it, that I think would be fun, either Liv or Alexa, who should have been in the women's tag team tournament and somehow didn't even fucking make it, uh, would also do a great job hosting that show, and we're both NXT alum. Like, that's where you're gonna have to go, is bring down an NXT alum mm -hmm. to host and make the show feel special. I'd go with Alexa mostly just because she's obviously not women's champion, and yeah. No longer in a tag term. It doesn't really have anything going on. So, like, let her come down. She loves Halloween. She loves horror. She loves Disney and dressing up and cot. Like, yeah. let her do that and let her have a blast doing it. You know, we'll do some shit with Lily for Halloween. That'll be fucking fun. Make Lily important again. Lily and Chucky, because Chucky season yeah. two is coming back. Yeah. Chucky should host. Fuck it. Chucky should host Halloween Havoc. Chucky is technically canon in the WWE universe because Chucky made a debut on yep. WCW Nitro and WWE bought WCW Nitro and has history with Braun Breaker's father. Yep. Chucky should host. Chucky should host Halloween Havoc 2022. That's it. That's all we need. That's it. No, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. That's, that, that's the host. He's great. Chucky and Tiffany. Like doll Tiffany or like, no Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly, I'm not gonna get mad. Could you imagine Jennifer Tilly stopping Chucky from trying to hook up with Lily, and then Jennifer Tilly and Alexa get like? I'm sure the wrestlers fan, like the wrestling fans, would hate it. I would love it. Like you catch Chucky in like a closet with Lily, and Jennifer Tilly comes and takes Lily, and then Alexa steps in and like, what are you doing, with my doll? Like. That would entertain the shit out. That would sports entertain the fuck out of me. Honestly, now that we're saying it, it's not going to happen, and we're both going to be so disappointed when it doesn't happen. Oh, dude, I have fantasy books so much amazing shit this weekend that's not going to happen. It's going to make me so sad. I know. Story of my life. I I feel like I'm a very good fantasy booker. I'm Did you hear my idea for the end of All Out? With uh, the MJF stuff? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, more so the Tony Khan stuff. We kind of oh, retconned it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Tony Khan is Eric Bischoff kind of thing. I got you. I did pay attention. 
It was a long ass episode. Y'all motherfuckers talked for two and a half hours. We both like to talk. I know. And we both like the sound of each other's voices. He's a very soothing Canadian. Warren's a great guy. Great guy. The characters he does, the voices, I love it. That's probably why you guys bond. I know. Um, okay, well, this is usually when I ask Savannah if she has news rumors, but you can just save yours for tomorrow. That's fine. Um, Aussie Open and Will Ospreay uh, got beat by Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks moved on in the trios tournament, so they'll be in the finals going to All Out, and they're going to win and become the first ever trios champions because... They are the elite, and they're the greatest thing in AEW. And I'm going to be there. I, I, I'm not actually going to be there. <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean. Live in person to watch it, Katie. Yeah, I know. If I don't stop her from getting into my city. <laughs> she flies out, like, today. So I don't think you've done. I mean, I can just show up at O'Hare or Midway. I'll figure out which one she's at. I was going to say, I don't know which one she's at. Midway is way easier. If I had the money, I'd just request all the Ubers so they didn't have a way to leave. <laughs> all of the Ubers? Oh, my God. All the Ubers. That'd be... That's... I can't even think about prices. That'd be Shut ridiculous. Uber down. <laughs> Shut all fucking Lyft services down. Taxis, Lyft, Uber, done. Maybe I'll pray to the God of Thunder to get her flight canceled weather delay That's fucked for up. three days That's fucked up. weather delay for three days <laughs> stay with them um hey, do you have anything else or should I just move on mm, no I think that's it I'm trying to think if like I heard Warren talk about any New Japan stuff that I could talk about because like that's her whole stick is like she's the New Japan girl and uh Wrestle Kingdom happened uh, what or not Wrestle Kingdom? Um, the tournament. Uh, G1. Yeah, the G1 climax. The only uncensored Japanese climax on TV. <laughs> Just talk about um Okada and. Uh, we did, yeah. Win and all that. So she already mentioned that. Okay, yeah. well then that's over. <laughs> um, there was an iron, there was an iron glove apparently at some point that I'm very interested about. That was in like a Tamatanga match that apparently like possessed Tama for like. I need to know more about whose glove this is. Like, I'm very interested. And Warren did not give me enough backstory on the Iron Glove. <laughs> Warren, you need to give... He just said, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. He knows what's up. <laughs> Warren, you have to personally message Matt all of the lore about this Iron Glove. Because then he can tell me, because I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Somebody was telling me it was, like, uh, somebody's trainer's glove or something like that. And, like, I'm, I need to know if this guy died, if he's possessed the glove. I need I need to know more about the glove. Yeah, the, did, he, did he die glove, wearing the glove? We're not getting backstory on Azuka's fucking Iron Glove. He said clove, actually, but... <laughs> Close. Um, it's all caps, Warren. I don't appreciate you yelling. Sorry. I do. You're you're Canadian. You're supposed to be nice. What the fuck? Um. All right. I'll just. Just say. I think everything I've talked about, you you literally have to talk about tomorrow. So. Yeah, that's fine. You're welcome. We'll be able to talk about most of it again tomorrow. So. I got. I know. I'm crazy doing this show and then your show back to back. Ask to ask. It'll be. Uh, you'll be hosting tomorrow. 
probably. Uh, it's not my show. Well, you won't be hosting, but let's say something happens and it's just you and Vince. That'd be that'd be interesting. No. No. I already did a Pornhub show. poppies. Puppies. Together. It's me. I'm the Pornhub puppy now. Me. You're down by two. You're gonna get better. Fuck. I. I have fucking. I gone. gave you the chance last week. Bakley was gonna pay for the Uber for you to go to his house, super kick him, and take over. And I would have given you the point. And did you take the offer? No, because what the fuck? That would involve me trying to find which apartment is his. No, that's so much work. I had a headache. He lives in the basement. We know that. I was. I had a Jesus headache. Jesus would have helped you. I had Jesus knows my where he lives. hood on. I was literally sitting in my swivel chair in my hotel. Head no, no headphones. My hood up. Headache. Just like watching like this. Because I didn't feel good. Jesus had your back. And Bakley was going to pay for your Uber. I had this all taken care of. You know what? It's fine. I'm still going to win. It doesn't matter. Vince will start calling off again. I got this. I don't know. He's in a groove now. He's actually putting out content for straight talking shit. He's literally streaming right now. I got the notification. Yeah. Exactly. Trying to counter program me. She was at the Palmer House downtown. Yes. Nice hotel. Um, alright. Jesus Christ, this is gonna be a long episode. Oh well. Um, today in Women's Rising History, because that's what we do, um, Rise 2019, it was the Regional Rising Stars Tournament, the Midwest bracket to be precise. Um, because I, I don't know a lot of the names usually in it, I just find the ones that I know, and mm-hmm. Savannah typically would know, um, or should know. Max the Impaler, who has been on Dark, I believe is an NWA, challenging Camille soon. Um, Elena Black, who is now Cora Jade. Priscilla Kelly, who is Gigi Dolan. Shout out. The best. Uh, Jessica Havoc. Dust, who... I know her. Yeah, you know her. Dust, who is now known as Zoe Stark. Um, Oh! Raven's Ash, who was Mel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that short-lived Brandy scalping yep. folks deal that they had? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was Mel. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, okay. Rosemary, who's one of probably the biggest names in TNA knockout history, if you're not counting, like, Madison Rain and all of them. Her... Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky, yeah. She's... Mickey James. I, I feel like if you haven't watched anything Rosemary, she's, like, right up your alley. I have seen, uh, so I got familiar with the bunny because of Rosemary, because they were doing like their whole multiverse thing. And yeah. there are aspects of the bunny that I enjoyed watching. And then that led me to Rosemary. So fair. That was, I like caught clips of that on YouTube. And I was like, this is actually so I'm invested in this. I have no idea about anything else in TNA impact, whatever. I was very invested in that storyline. Uh, Big Swole was the Phoenix of Rise champion. Like, pretty solid card from what I could tell. Hell yeah. I, again, I don't... I There was nothing. I try and find the ones that have the most women's matches and were the most women. But I was getting, like, nothing from, like, the major promotions. I was like, wow, you guys just suck and hate women, apparently, on September 1st. Probably. I mean, Probably. 
So, Matt. Yes. Do you have wrestlers of the week? What do you want to start with? <laughs> uh, I mean, I can just go first for all of these, so you have time to think. Um, I think it's funny you think I'm not prepared. Well, you're you always watch and or listen to the show, so you know how this goes. So I don't know why I exactly you wouldn't be prepared. So where would you like to start? Tag team. Tag team. Tag team. Well, I'm Savannah, so of course the tag team of the week is going to be the Elite, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, who won the Trios Tournament, are going on to All Out to become Trios Champions. But your Matt answer is... Hmm. Uh, The Acclaimed. They get the title shot at All Out. I have talked very recently a lot about how The Acclaimed has won me over uh, with their presentation, with the Ass Boys, all that. Well... The match has absolutely basically zero build. Yep. Um, they're still going to be entertaining as shit, and I'm looking forward to that and that match for match sake. Match for match sake. Uh, yeah, it has almost... I talked about this with Vince last night. The majority of this card has, like, no build slash very little build, and it kind of actually pisses me off. Because, you know, I'm paying for this big-ass pay-per-view. I mean, I'm so excited for some stuff. But, whatever. Um, because I couldn't... Because I didn't want to give it to Raquel and Aaliyah. Uh, I'm giving it to Tony and Cheetah. They won their okay. match. They won their match. The match was good. Um, I, I think one of them... Okay. <laughs> I don't want Britt to win the title. <laughs> I love Britt. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, DMD. No Brit. No Brit holding the title. Not again. No, no. Sheeta, I would be okay with. But you just bring her back out of nowhere? Kind of annoying. Jamie Hader would be the... What is what I'm trying to think of? Fuck. I don't know. I can't Consolation? Think. Not the consolation, but like... she would. I think Jamie Hader would be like the surprise pick. Okay. And I wouldn't be mad at it. Tony should win. <laughs> she was your number one contender, and then Rosa got hurt, slash, all that backstage shit happened. Um, hidden a stall. Hidden a stall. A lot of things. Um, but if you put it on Tony, that opens the door for so many more matches and opportunities that you can have with other people, you know, if you worked on your women's division, Tony Khan. Interim. Matches interim. No, people. no, 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 no more fucking interim bullshit. What is the point? Your champ is gone. She said on record a couple months. Take the title off of her. You weren't doing anything with her anyways. You barely had her on TV. You had her backstage, basically being like, "I have to." For, like not be in this match like that's typically when they go I have to I have to relinquish my title I have to forfeit the title those are the that's the vernacular yeah SAT word vernacular you use when you are champion and you cannot defend your title ergo you relinquish it no interim bullshit that we don't oh, she threw it in ergo I have an English minor 
I know words sometimes that aren't swears. I promise. But interim, no more. Tony will be just AEW Women's World Champion, not interim. Like you said, and like Mox said, it's basically a slap in the face to be called interim. Because you're just a placeholder for when the champ comes back, and that's stupid. You can do, you can have, Jesus, you can have the champ come back when they're healthy and they're cleared, and you can still have, like, a title match. They don't need to keep their title. It fucking irks me. Because Tony Khan's an idiot. This isn't the UFC, bitch. No interim titles are needed. And if this shit happens again, if I get another interim champion in AEW within this year, it's on site for Tony Khan. Warren did make a very good point, though. You had an interim TNT champion. You had an interim world champion. You are already getting criticized for how you treat your women. So if you strip, he is in a no-win situation. And again, this is where common sense comes in and where you would love for the IWC to be able to sit back and be like, oh, hey, we bitched about that and we bitched about this. So he didn't do it because we hated it. But that's not what they're going to do. What they're going to do is... You hate your women. You don't care about your women. And that's why you stripped your women's champion, but you didn't strip the men's champions. You let them hold their titles. That's what they're going to do. He really painted himself into a corner and didn't really have a choice but to do it here. It's, but now that he's done it it's going forward. Like he shouldn't have done interim shit in the beginning. You shouldn't have done it point blank, period. Cody was gone for a week. And you made Sammy the interim TNT champion. A fucking week because he had COVID. You should have just postponed the match. Punk, injured. Relinquish. He didn't defend his title anyways. Just take it off of him. And they then, did. But like, they put it on Moxley after three minutes in Cleveland. Yeah, I know. But he, that shouldn't have been like a, a fucking unification match. But I did. I actually enjoy the way that that played out, because again, you 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 mimic Punk in Cleveland. We're not talking. We're talking about women. What? Fuck that. Anyway, <laughs> skip all that. We're here to talk about the women's is. So, um, well, your tag team was the women's is. Yeah. Tag team, Tony, and Cheetah, Kakara, Kakaru. I don't know why I said Akara. Akara. A hiccup. He That's what it was. Cheetah. Hiccup. <laughs> um. Um. So how? So who's your? So Savannah, who's your female, and Matt, who is your female? If you want to keep doing this. Mm, no, I don't. Um. <laughs> I just want to do it. Like. Any chance you my, can get? Yeah. My female of the week is Matt Riddle's ex-girlfriend. Does that count? I'll count it. For outing him with those text messages and just putting his business out there and confirming everything that I believed about him. Can can that be my woman of the week? That can be your woman. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. That can be your woman of the week. Um, I'm going to meet the Zoe. The match was good. Her finish is beautiful. Like the knee, that knee strike. It's not well whatever i can't even like explain it if you know you know 
it's beautiful to watch. Like, when they did it on the replay, like, I just, I just, I find myself just staring at it because it's beautiful to watch. There's... It's almost as good as the V-Trigger. Shut up. No, and Mandy does a better V-Trigger than Kenny. <gasps> Anybody does a better V-Trigger than Kenny, let's be real here. Just like anyone does a moon tr- moonsault better than Charlotte. It's the same thing. It's facts. But she has nice legs. She does have nice legs. I did say that. Um... But yeah, Zoe. That's I only have one. Now, your man's is, or or man, and I mean I. Do you want to? Would you like to just? <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> if I if I had to take a. Katie, Katie are you still there? <laughs> yeah. You you want to talk about podcasts? Let's talk about your podcast. <laughs> oh, we can't, because your co-host left you. She doesn't want to see your bitch ass on her way to Chicago. Oh, God. Actually, Seth Rollins, baby. Technically, I'm the one who told her we're not doing a podcast today. Listen, why ruin that with the fun that I just created? Listen, nobody listens to me talk anyways, so it's okay. I do. Um, Uh, Besides you, nobody does. Seth Rollins eviscerated the cancer that is Matt Riddle, the the curse, the disease that is Matt Riddle, and it was, again, my happiest moment of the week. So I have to give that to him. Um, I would also, uh, seeing as in the tradition of the Sheelite, we uh, do multiple people, Yeah. Uh, like to give it to Drew McIntyre as well, because the video packages they put together for him, um, everything they've been doing leading to Clash to the Castle has actually been really good and fantastic, and I'm excited for it. Those video packages are dope. Do you think yeah. he's going to bring back uh, his old theme? I don't want him to. It's, I don't know why I everyone's say, so obsessed it's, it's with it. It's been teased, but... I guess, in those. I, I don't know. I, I only, like, I'm only i cool for player. a one-off. Like when Punk came back and had his ROH theme first thing. Like I'm cool with a one-off, but it doesn't need to be a permanent thing. Like There's nothing wrong with Drew's theme. Yeah, like it makes sense that you would have him have it back in Wales. Like It, it kind of just yeah. makes sense. Also, Jesus, not you. I meant just... You know what? I can't even get myself out of that. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I'm just gonna scoot, skip past that. I have two as well. Uh, Kevin Owens. Listen. The drama that is the bloodline. First and foremost, Sammy's handshake with Jimmy. Iconic. The fact that Kevin is basically telling his best friend, homie, they are playing you. You need to realize that. And this also just, like, helps my theory for my Austin theory that it's Sammy's gonna end up, like, turning somehow. We're gonna get KO and Sammy again. And then once Chompa gets rid of Miz, DIY, and then just fun tag team things because WWE lacks tag teams. Um, and his match with Jay, very good. Kevin Owens is so good, and the fact that he's, like, NXT KO again, that's some good shit. Now, (laughs) we can talk about the Usos being one of the greatest tag teams in the world when they have a five-star match and glue thumbtacks to the bottom of their shoes for super kicks and learn how to do something as amazing as the indie taker but until then 
I don't know if I can put them in that category. However, uh, Sami Zayn, when Kevin Owens, is, he's like, oh, yeah, no, like, we're cool. And he does the handshake with Jimmy. And then KO's like, yeah, now, what about him? He's like, uh, me, we're, we're figuring it out. Like, we're, we're working, working on it. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And just the glare that Jay was giving KO the entire time. And the fact that you saw Jimmy looking at KO and Jay turned to Sammy and just started mean mugging Sammy as KO came out like, why is he here? This is your fault. This is your problem. You better handle this. Well, and the fact that Sammy didn't hit KO with the chair during the match. Do you see Sammy's reasoning on Twitter? No, I did not. He said, guys, I didn't hit Kevin with a chair during the match because the ref could see me in his peripheral and I didn't want to cost Jay the match. And then Kevin just, I think, started quote-tweeting it with gifts of him and Sammy hugging. <laughs> <laughs> Which I found very entertaining. This... It, everything about this, Jay having the worst case of PTSD I've ever seen in my entire existence, because Roman absolutely demoralized this man for a year, and that is why he's lashing out at Sammy. It's that little PTSD. Uh, it's all, it's beautiful. It's probably my favorite thing happening in WWE right now, besides Seth stuff, because Seth's a golden goose. He's great. That's fair. They said they're no young bucks, but. Uh, I'm also giving it to Pretty Kyle, Wheeler Yuta himself, because that fatal four way was. It was a banger. I, now I'll talk about it more tomorrow. Um, but you have the four of the eight competitors in this match that are going to be in the casino ladder match. Um, which I'm also with you. At all out. Why is it a casino? It doesn't make any sense. Um, but that match was good for the time it got. You didn't know Chicago was known for their casinos? It's like our whole thing. Like What people know about Chicago isn't like pizza or sports teams or... Strip clubs, uh, apparently. That's what I know about <laughs> Chicago. But the Willis Tower, a.k.a. the Sears Tower, uh, yeah. it's our casinos. We're known for our casino. Like, that's our whole thing. People come here for the casinos. Why did I not? Why was I not taken to a casino then when I was there? Because it's not fucking true. We're not fucking <laughs> Vegas. There should be no casino bullshit in Chicago. I did a lot of casino bullshit in Vegas. I don't need to do it in Chicago. I lost a lot of money in Vegas. I mean, there is actually, like, right down the street from my house, there is a casino boat, like, on a river. Like, right down the street from my house, but... What the fuck? Okay. That's cool. Whatever. Um, but, yeah. KO and Yuta are mine. So, now, because literally everybody has talked about this wrestling weekend that is going to be taking place, we have Clash of the Castle, Worlds Collide, and All Out. So, what we're going to do is we're going to talk. Now, I'm not. we're not breaking down every single thing, because God fucking forbid. Everyone has done that. So, we're just going to pick... Um, one match from each show, the one you're most excited about. Okay. So Clash, what match has you most excited? Sheamus versus fucking Gunther. Yeah. Listen, I I I love Roman Reigns. I love the Tribal Chief. I love the story. I love Sammy and Jay. I want to see two large men beat each other raw, smack in it. 
raw. Yes, sir. I want Seamus to look like shredded hamburger meat by the end of this. He will. Listen, I cannot wait because, again, Seamus said it. Banger after banger after banger after banger. And then after he bangs her, he puts on another banger. Like, <laughs> this is what Seamus does. Gunther... We have watched him literally cavemen's chests in. Like, his hand is massaging their heart mid-chop. I, they are going to beat the living shit out of each other, and it is the thing I am probably most excited for out of everything this weekend, is that one match. Honestly, yeah. Like, Seamus and Gunther is going to be big, meaty men slapping meat to the highest degree. Uh, it's probably the one I'm most excited for, too. Because, realistically, it could go either way. Like, you could have Sheamus become Grand Slam champion in Wales, which, cool. Or you can have Gunther defeat Sheamus, who Sheamus literally was listing off his fucking accolades. I beat Triple H, Cena, whoever Orton. else. Orton, yeah, whoever else he named, I forget. Literally everyone that matters in the company. <laughs> Literally all the big names you know, yeah, Seamus beat them. Um, so this is a good way to solidify Gunther as IC champ. And the fact that we're getting the IC title on a fucking pay-per-view. After 85 years, we're finally getting a fucking IC title match. It's been 85 years. <laughs> fucking. Like... I want to see... Gunther and Sheamus wrestle on a whale in Wales. That would be fun. <laughs> they have whales in Wales? Is that why it's called whales? Because they have a lot of whales? Well, they're spelled, it's spelled differently. Like, without the H, yes. Yeah. But maybe they, you do realize that there are things in, like, English over there yeah, and English over I here don't... where we add extra letters that they don't use. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I know. Um, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I've never been to Cardiff. I don't know. Kind of like Vince says debuted, and we say debuted like normal people. Yeah, we say debuted because we're normal and know how to pronounce things. Him being like, English is my first language. That's not an excuse. <laughs> we have told you time and time again on what this word is, and you just refuse to listen to us. Debuted. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. Uh, Seamus and Gunther, for sure. Worlds collide. I have two. Okay, what are your two? Um, I mean, Ricochet versus Carmelo. That match is going to be incredible. You know, I didn't even put that in my notes for tomorrow because I knew you were going to talk about it. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother. That's going to be on Katie's list. So, like... <laughs> Listen, I... Well, we knew Mello was going to be on this show because this is A-Champ. You can't not have your A-Champ on the show. And we already saw, like, Nikki and Dewdrop come down. Calm down. NXT's, like, the same. I don't like saying, like, coming down and going up, whatever. Um, so we kind of had, like, the, the tension was in the air. Like, okay, well, who would face Mello? I was trying to think of, like, NXT UK stars who weren't released, I couldn't think of anybody. Because, like, him versus, like, Mark Andrews would have been cool. Or, like, Flash Warrior Webs. Like, the, the, the high flyer fast people would have It would have been great if they brought back Axiom or A-Kid and pretended he wasn't Axiom like they did in that little skit. 
where Akid just shows up and has a match with him and then goes back to being Axiom. And they're like, who the, who the hell is this? Where'd you come from? Where have you been? Actually, so you got released with everyone else. That would have been... That skit was actually hysterical. But that would it be, was great. That would be smart. That would be a smart thing to do. But we got Ricochet, first ever North American champion, in his debut match. Or no, he wasn't the first. Adam Cole was. I think. Wait, why can't I remember that match now? That was Ricochet's first match. Adam won that. Yeah, okay, never mind. But Ricochet's slowly just becoming like a staple again in WWE. Like he was champ and then everyone forgot. And then he put on some good matches on SmackDown. And now he's gonna face Mello, which the fucking money. That match is gonna be incredible. That's my main event. I don't give a fuck about Braun and Bait. Fucking Ricochet and Mello, money, and the women's match. I don't give a fuck about Blair Davenport, but Mandy and Nico is something I've been wanting for a long time. So the fact that I get that, I'm very excited. I'm with you. My pick was the women's match. Um, for exactly what you said. Uh, Mako versus Mandy. Does Mandy defeat the final boss and continue her reign as this dominant champion in NXT? Or does the final boss win? Or do we get the third woman in the match uh, unifying the titles and stripping both Mandy and Mako? Um, very, very intriguing, actually. Uh, I've seen a little bit of Blair Davenport, not a whole lot. Like, she came in right at the end of like my UK. I almost feel like responsible that UK went away because I stopped <laughs> watching and then it died. Then I was like, wow, like, was I like that one viewer? Like, they were like, hey, if viewership go, goes below this, and then I stopped watching and it went, it dropped down and they're like, oh yeah, fuck it. That they're guy like, in oh, North yeah. America stopped watching. Yeah, we're that done. That one singular white man in <clears throat> North America stopped yeah. watching. We can't. I am the demographic. It, you are. That's so, true. The key. <laughs> the key. Um, but yeah, no, it really is the match probably on that card I'm looking forward to. But I mean, I don't even fucking like British rounds matches, but everything that they did with Nathan Frazier and Axiom to set up the British rounds match yeah. cracked me up and made me happy. Uh, giving Dewdrop and Nikki Cross a spotlight on an NXT UK NXT mm -hmm. Worlds Collide pay-per-view in the UK for the tag team titles. And they have now been an established tag team taking on yeah. the established tag team in NXT. There's a lot of good here that I'm excited for. I saw a little. Th I saw something on Twitter, and I didn't realize it. Nikki Cross, ASH, whatever, um, is the only woman to challenge for every current uh, women's title available. NXT Women's, NXT Women's UK at a at Worlds Collide, I think. Um, Raw, SmackDown Women's titles, and uh, both the, sets of tag titles. Both sets of tag titles. Yeah. Yeah. Go, Nikki. Go, Nikki. I want her to be Nikki Cross again, though. I'm so sick of this superhero bullshit. I agree. 
Well, I mean, Dewdrop was literally getting in her face, be like, get rid of this fucking cape. Like, you're, you're done. You don't need it. They anymore. were fighting a lot. the other day. <laughs> yeah, in the back. In the back. Why is everything they do, like, in the back of an interview? <laughs> Why are they constantly just on screen in the back doing shit together? They were checking out a crashed car. They were arguing. Worlds collide. They're going to lose the match. We're going to go back. We're going to be interviewing Tyler Bate after his match, and they're going to be scissoring in the back. Like, I don't okay. understand why okay. everything <laughs> is that not. You jumped the gun, I think, just a little. You, no, ju you jumped not the me. whale. Not the shark. You jumped the whale. No? Nothing? This is me. This is me, Kitty Kitty. Put it down. <laughs> Put it down. Uh, and then All Out, which will end around out the weekend of pay-per-views with Tony Khan's 14 fucking matches. What are you most looking forward to? <laughs> You're gonna be like, nothing. <laughs> the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega winning the trios title and becoming the first ever trios champion and solidifying their greatness in all elite wrestling as the greatest faction, the greatest tag team, greatest singles wrestler, and greatest trios wrestler of all uh, CM Punk versus Mox. And only because <laughs> me and Warren Hayes did that whole thing and I booked an amazing story in my head that is probably not going to come true but got me really excited for that show. Fair. Uh, I mean... Punk and Mox is an obvious answer. I'm going with the ladder match. Because of the people involved, because I know what they can all do, I like I, I like flippy shit every once in a while, and this is going to be a lot of flippy well, shit. Well, yeah, you were a buck stand for a long time. Uh, not a, excuse me, not a long time. For like a year. Well, it's kind of how you got in back. Like, this is all based off of... Katie Kinsey loving the Bucks. I don't like that narrative being out there. <laughs> it's true, though. That's why it's she elite, the elite. That's how you met Savannah. That's how all this came to be. Well, we're not here to talk. This isn't inside the window. We're not here to play this game. Um, do, you, no. do you need a drink? <laughs> no. It's over there, but no. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited. I know Warren's, like, sick of ladder matches. I'm like, I agree. But I it has me invested on, like, who the Joker could be. It's either going to be Sammy or MJF. Like, it can't be anybody else. It has to be one of the two. Who? Sammy or Max. What about Morrissey? I don't think it'll be Morrissey, but you did make, like, good points. Like, you need, like, a big man the Lance Archer type to... Well, not just that, but that uh, I think Morrissey was his pick for the Joker, because mine originally was MJF. But, again, why introduce him, the Dynamite, before the show, yeah. if he's not going to be on the show? See, if Morrissey's the Joker, then I don't care about this match anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but... If Sammy's the Joker, I don't care about that match at all. Fuck Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Which, I have a feeling Sammy's going to be on this card somehow, because Kingston's on it now. So Sammy's gonna weasel. On the pre-show. Yeah, but Sammy's gonna snake his ass in here somehow. And I'm not looking forward to that. But if it's not the ladder match, if Morrissey's involved and Sammy, and or Sammy. Uh, I mean, yeah, Punk first Mox. No. You know what? Fuck it. Hangman winning the trio's titles. 
Hangman and Tiny Hands and Reynolds wrap in his beard. And his beard, yes. So it's <laughs> Silver with the Tiny Hands, Reynolds wrap with the beard. Okay. There we go. I don't know. There's, there's, I, I don't know. All out kind of just is giving me like a weird taste in my mouth kind of thing. If know. they had done Malachi versus Miro, that would have been the match I was most excited for. I was, <laughs> I'll save it for tomorrow. I have a lot to talk about. I can't wait to be back on. I have so many things I need to talk about. They added Suicide Silence and Sting, and I'm just not happy anymore. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I, I was not happy. I was like, really? But why? It, it, it could have been anybody else. I wouldn't have cared. But why I got to be them? We don't kink shame over on the Smack and Raw podcast, but I'm not there right now. Tony Khan has a six-man tag team fetish like fucking Teddy Long had a tag team fetish. Or going one-on-one with The Undertaker. Exactly. <laughs> Though, I mean, if I got the chance to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. You definitely would. 100%. Wow. What a a Sheely showcase this was. Please stop stroking your Undertaker. Like I tell Savannah, stop stroking the Kenny. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Matt, for doing this with me. I appreciate it. No problem. Tell everybody where they can find you. Plug your shit. Oh no. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there could not be a she lead showcase with the most she lead athlete in the world, The Rack. Here to tell you where you can find everything smacking a raw podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Katie, by the way, you look fantastic tonight. Thank you. Just one thing. Thank you. Nice hair, glasses, everything's working. Good Thank job. You. <laughs> uh, I don't know why you had that idiot Matt Ritter on instead of me. That would have been, you know, much better show. Next time. You know that. Next time. Uh, you can follow him if for whatever reason you want to at Matt Ritter. That M A T T R D D on Twitter only. Uh, also, Smackin' Raw Pod is on Twitter. That is not important. Creation World that exists. It is creationworld.com, facebook.com slash creationworld, facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' Raw. It's Creation World on Twitter and Instagram. I T S C R E A T I A World. Uh, go check all that out. But for more of the rack, who is what you really want to see. Tune into the Smack and Raw podcast every Friday on Twitch and YouTube at 11 p.m. Central, where we will be live. And Miss Katie Kinsey will be there with us tomorrow live at 11 p.m. Also, Patreon, go do that. Because, listen, that idiot Matt Ritter decided he was going to say if 10 people subscribed to $10 tier, he was going to be, you know, all nice about Matt Riddle and Hulk Hogan. And I cannot wait to see that. I'm going to put $10 on it. <laughs> I think you should. Uh, and if 50 people do it, he's going to be a Matt Riddle stand account, which means he basically has to... Uh, Stand a terrible, horrible, evil human being in essence, uh, which should be funny because he may, you know, no longer podcast after that is done. It may kill him. So, uh, if that is what you are looking to do, please go subscribe to ten dollars here on Patreon. And you can file that at linktree slash Creation World. Katie, why don't you tell us about you? Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, I thought I made it through a whole episode without the rack showing up. Rackvana. Uh, Rackvana. <laughs> Jesus. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KateRazzin13. Link to my bio to all things she lead Showcase. Twitch.tv slash she lead Showcase. What you're watching on right now, if you're live. Um, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's in all air quotes. This time doesn't fucking exist anymore. Thursdays. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to get into reasonings anymore. 
Um, YouTube.com slash Elite Showcase. I obviously watch the videos because they're way more entertaining. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, if you'd like to listen. Um, obviously, Sheely Showcase is the brand and the weekly show, Inside the Mind of. A new episode will be out on Monday with Kylie, one half of Tag Talk. I did the episode with Haley before, so Kylie's is coming out on Monday. I was on Getcho. Um, Vince and I fantasy booked the tag, the women's tag Okay, we were on Getcho. I'm so sorry. The She Leads Showcase was strong on Getcho, all right? Monday. On Monday. Um, Vince and I fantasy booked the women's tag team tournament. Uh, so that's out. I was on straight predictions with Vince talking about All Out. And I, expl- I aired a lot of grievances about All Out on there. Did you feel, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, marginalized? Did I feel marginalized? As the bi woman being forced to do straight predictions? (laughs) (laughs) Seems kind of fucked up, Vince. (laughs) didn't even fucking think I hate you <laughs> god damn it just let me finish plugging my stuff I don't even know I'm, I'm sorry Can, please plug yourself for everyone <laughs> I'll, I'll be on smacking around tomorrow or I guess today I don't know this comes out in a few hours in less than 24 hours I don't know there's a lot going on um yeah go t- t- I don't know merch Oh, pros and pro choice. You're here. We can both do it. Um, he, look at the shirt that Matt is holding up. Hey, look at that. There's a little bit of glare, but yeah, we get the picture. Uh, there you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> pros and pro choice. Those shirts designed by Jizzy from <laughs> Get to Usually, um, from the Dennis Girls podcast from now defunct. Um, the funds from these shirts from she for she leads channel um they're going to Planned Parenthood and Matt would like to tell them where the proceeds are going from yours is it because you can't remember or... oh I know but I just I know it but I just want you to plug it your here oh okay um <laughs> for the women's reproductive rights assistance project yeah rap oh, rap I I, I I I knew it like but you were here so like it's just easier for you to do it, you know. Also, the Dead Ass Girls podcast is dead, but the girls are not dead; they're both still alive. <laughs> I mean, that's true. We just saw Dizzy in Chicago. We did. Oh yeah, the Chicago vlog is up. If you want to go check that out? Vlog and thirst traps at Katie Wrestling Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my thirst traps are on there. I didn't post one today because I didn't feel like it. Every once in a while, you guys want a thirst trap. Uh, and obviously, thank you, Jalen, for all the music, for all of my fucking shows I do, and all the music uh, that is in that vlog. I used almost every song off his EP for background music. <laughs> because I'm not trying to get copyright checked on this goddamn channel. Don't blame you. So, 
Yeah. Thanks. Can't wait to see my vlog from Chicago for All Out. If it happens. Um, Alright, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.